are we doing here? I don't know. You were just <laughs> telling me that uh, Betsy DeVos runs St. Louis. She I runs lived this here town. for like eight years. Wasn't aware. Where did you find that? Out? I can't remember. <laughs> How about me? I'm 35 and a small business owner, and I was like, who? Who? Yeah, but you, you so named, you like, never read the news. If you never... <laughs> If you if you're like um, you know Tom Gugliotta, he played for the Bulls and the uh, Timberwolves in the '90s. I'm like, yeah, I, I was that like, right now, I was like Michael Jordan. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah, you're living in Chicago. Yes. You from there? I'm born and raised. I was born inside the city. So really? show me respect. It's like there were like all the suburb hospitals were full. So your parents are like, we'll give her a little credit. Literally, yes. Yeah, that's what happened. Wait, so grew up in in the city or suburbs? I grew up in the suburbs. I grew up in Oak Park, Illinois, mm-hmm. home of Hemingway, famously. Yeah, but what pop punk bands are from there? Um, probably Ted. Actually, yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. It's mostly Hemingway. There was okay. <laughs> Frank Lloyd Wright. Heard of him? No, nope, nope. <laughs> right over my head. Literally. Now I want to know uh, about pop punk bands from Chicago. Not those super important names. Okay, so you grew up there. You're here in town because you're helium and yes. you're featuring, which. Given your age and how long have you been doing comedy? Two and a half years. That's awesome. It's my first feature spot. First feature we got at Helium in St. Louis. I know. Oh man, local comics. I know. Watching this, they're gonna be like that. Mm." They're gonna be like, she doesn't deserve it. Right. Actually, she doesn't deserve it. She didn't put her time in. I don't, how do you how do you feel about that being in that position? Um, I and you're with Alonzo Bowden, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, who's coming in here later, and I think this will probably come out together. But uh, what a guy to have your first feature weekend with. Number one, and then number two. Are you comfortable enough kind of chit-chatting with him? Like, we, you know, we he's had... He's a guy who'll give you notes. In bet- he actually didn't give me any notes yet. He will if you ask him. I'm going to ask him I'm sure. because I want to tear down my world. <laughs> and he's gonna, I actually want to quit comedy. He's so. like, who told you I would do this? Yeah, uh, yeah no, I'm for sure going to ask him for... Uh, well, we actually did have some very intelligent conversation Believe in that. between where I pretended to know what's going on with politics. and He's just the smartest person in the entire yeah. world. His material is so smart. Like, he is what i want my material to be yeah eventually and it's crazy too because a guy like that i think he said he's played like security guards and tv shows and movies and stuff and then you just see like man somebody that's so talented as a stand-up like you almost wish there was more crossover for somebody like that yeah. because you want more people to see like no this guy's like a genius he's super he's talented literally a genius yeah i yeah. want to say he did something whatever let's stop talking about alonzo let's talk about you Obsessed so with you're, alonzo you're, 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 <laughs> you're featuring at helium and you're you're from chicago yes. first time featuring uh what okay how does that work for a young comic like where do you pick that gig up did somebody see you did flyover that you were sleeping a part of help sleeping, sleeping with people, people. <laughs> do not tag your boyfriend yeah. in this post yeah, i want names and how many times go ahead. um i just got really lucky this year well okay it is interesting because now that i'm at the end of this year i'm sort of I, I just uh, got back from New York, not to brick, <laughs> where I bombed a lot. And um, I'm going to turn that TV <laughs> off so you don't feel like you like have to talk. Okay, but go ahead. And uh, it was like half of it was great and half of it was like bombing. Did you just go up there strictly shows. for comedy? Yeah, yeah, I did like seven shows. And some of it was great. Some of it was like circumstance of like it wasn't a great show. But I definitely had the realization, just the reminder that like, oh, yeah, I am so new at comedy And I was hyper ambitious right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I already had some experience, like I had a like theater experience and I'm like comfortable performing. So I think I had uh, like the stage presence already down and just had to like, well, just the general like nerves and stuff, obviously like stand-ups its own nasty animal. But I even see that with just like 
you see somebody who's a some of the best comics ever preached before. Or, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think of Sam Kennison when you think of that. But just the public speaking aspect, it's at least like what knocking like a year or two off of it, stage. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. There's but, a comic here who features in headlines a little bit who was in a band for a long time. Super helpful. You know, what? I think that I'm I'm a musician and I've performed my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, being in a choir is uh, actually really good. You should put your kids <laughs> in a choir. <laughs> Put your kids in choir. Yeah. Okay. But I, I had, a, I just had a really lucky year. I like decided this was my first year doing festivals or anything, and That's great. so yeah. So I just submitted a ton. I got, you know what? The secret is a really good clip. I, I opened for someone. I think it's just you have a unique name. Like let's, let's I, be honest. Yeah. Because people think that I'm not white. Yeah. <laughs> NPR keeps bugging you to be the next uh, reporter for. Yeah, their, they're uh, like, we just want to say your name. We love the name Lucia. But, you know, I did Asheville Comedy Festival, which is, like, one of the most amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just an amazingly produced festival. And then the the bookers from Good Nights, which is part of Helium, mm-hmm. were there. And I they saw me perform. And then Makes I sense. submitted to them. And then, But it was, like, a really weird coincidence because I was just here for Flyover. And I was like, oh, St. Yeah. Louis is an amazing comedy town. And I want to really come is. back. Yeah. And then I got to come back. And I want to keep coming back. <laughs> and then you get to make friends with all the people who will now hate you for picking up a feature weekend exactly. in their city, That's right? It. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you roll. That was fun. Uh, you did our <clears throat> roast show, Target Practice, which was, like, so last minute. So great job. To your boyfriend for writing. I all wrote ninety percent of my material. Really okay, good. you did a great job. Everybody like still. Um, so that was like the third or fourth one we've done, and that was uh, that was one. Of, that was a smaller one, but it's funny to me like those unique kind of shows. Like people have still like brought up like, who was that girl? I loved her delivery. I'm like, what are you nerding <laughs> out about this? Like it, people have uh, given it's us a lot actually, of good feedback. That's it's actually why you're here now. Oh my god, mm-hmm. it's actually funny because for that show I was like, I think I'm gonna throw the show. <laughs> So I tried, I tried to make it as monotone and like boring as possible, and it made it funnier somehow. Like it made my delivery actually made my jokes better. Yes. And I was like, okay, well, I guess this is who I am now. That, that's got to be super confusing. You said you learned a lot in New York going up, and were you earnestly like giving it your all, and you still failed a few on half of those shows? Uh, there were a few shows where I was just like doing my material and i was like all i should have done was crowd work or like <laughs> they, didn't care, they, they didn't care they were like we don't care about your reproductive disorder like it's <laughs> isn't that what like the difference too uh like did you notice a stark difference between a chicago crowd and a new york crowd 100 you know? percent, yeah there were there were a few shows that felt more Chicago-y, but mm-hmm. yeah, there were. Does that just mean more accepting or there to actually enjoy themselves? Sort of like millennial audiences there to have a good time, not the gritty. Hear about your bush and stuff like that. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, there were some audiences that were like, "We just don't like you." Yeah. And bye. Go back to Chicago. We hate For you. For like ten minutes, <laughs> and they think too. Like, that's my favorite part about people that live within two hours of New York. They think like. Chicago, they're picturing like, I don't know where like a trailer park is or something like that. I'm like, it's Chicago. What? Like I, I, the I swear you run into people who live in New York and they think anything outside of New York is like the South or like not anything compared. I get it. New York's huge. All yeah. this stuff, but I don't know. I always just find that to be, I don't know. New York was like, it was very magical. I will say that there's a very romantic mm-hmm. comedy right. feeling. Like there was one night where I didn't have shows, not to brag. And, um, and so, <laughs> So I went to the comedy cellar because I was like, I'm just going to experience yeah. it. First of all, I've actually never sat in a comedy club audience 
Ever? I hate the, no, I've yeah, I've never actually like I've only not to brag perform and <laughs> for all the nuts today. And so like the two drink minimum, really not a fan. Um, as someone who doesn't drink, I had to like get a panini and I was like in the audience Are of Collins, yeah, just like <laughs> chomping away. So yeah. I had to get something, and then um, yeah, so then just like uh, you know on the street of the comedy cellar, it's like. You know, just Dan Soder passing you, and just yeah. it's it's like, oh wow, this is amazing. And then I went to the stand and just like saw Tim Dillon and like all just these up there doing their thing. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, wow, I it's very like Melissa Villasenor came up, and oh, it was very just nice. a very magical experience. But also, New York um, drained my bank account. Yeah, and super fast made me addicted to tuna melts. <laughs> and <laughs> You're the dorkiest comic ever. Like you're supposed it's to be able to get food. sober before you're 30, not like realize you eat too many tuna melts. I am sober, so that's why I you're eat sober, tuna sober. Melts. Yeah, I'm so 100. percent You're so young. I know. Is that by choice? You just never drank, or you got sober? I got sober. You got sober. So I'm 25. So I was a cool teenager. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, good. That I'm sure that helps your your I guess creativity. Sometimes it can, especially being young too. I could see somebody losing their edge if they stop drinking and they're yeah. a little bit older but i don't know that's been a good thing for you oh 100 percent. i feel like it's given me uh i like how i asked that where i was like almost like you sure <laughs> are you sure you're sober <laughs> i don't know well yeah most people are surprised i don't do drugs uh, oh <laughs> just that's so personality. rude uh, yeah i gotcha yeah <laughs> but i was listening to nikki glazer on a podcast because she stopped she just stopped yeah. drinking and she said like when she stopped she feels like it immediately made her better at comedy yeah, I could see that completely. Like, you're just going to be more aware. You're going to be, like, just think about the time you're hungover. Not the money. Yeah. yeah. That is a nice part about, like, because you, comics, if you guys are going to make it, like, you have to live this weird, crazy, no bad lifestyle that's stressful on its own. Yeah. And then you throw in poor decisions and Free drinks. losing your money. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how long ago was this? That I got sober? Uh -huh. Seven years. Seven years. Mm -hmm. wow. Well, you know what? There have been... It was a weird thing. I, I didn't go to AA. I went to therapy because there was some other stuff going on. To break. Sure. And, uh... <laughs> I'm like getting callbacks to the, <laughs> yeah. uh, the roast show. I'm like, uh-oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, now you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My mom did uh, join a pyramid scheme and then divorced my dad. Um... <laughs> Shout out to mom. <laughs> but I, yeah, I got... Um, I, I went to college my first year and then... I came home and then, like, decided to get sober. But I never went to AA, so there have been times in between where I've been like, do I really not need to drink? Right, <laughs> And yeah. then, like, I went to uh, London last year with uh, some of my extended family, and they were all drinking, and they don't get why I don't drink. Mm -hmm. And it was so... Um, so uh tense at times that i was like you know what i'm just gonna drink with them have fun and i was like i'm just gonna have a few drinks and yeah. then i got hammered mm -hmm. and i was like oh i can't you're not yeah. i'm not there for me because i started drinking i started been drinking when i was uh a low teens uh, and uh so you for really me, were cool yeah, yeah i was okay Man. people That's people how, are like wow she yeah. drinks a lot it yeah. seems like a problem her mom had pina colada mix at her house yeah. <laughs> but uh so there's no like in between there is no like two glasses of wine for me it's like if you're gonna drink you're it's gonna super impressive that you could kind of figure that out at a young age too and in in no way am i encouraging it or anything but if you did choose to responsibly take a look back at it like you're allowed to do that yeah too. so honestly i don't think it's that big of a deal though. i felt like a it's cheater like some people yeah but, <laughs> but now i'm like thing, so though. do i say seven years or do i say a mm. year if i say seven the, years if you're in the program they would say like, mm, yeah reason. they'd be like you're a liar you started over but yeah. it was 
I'm I'm sort of a loose definition of sobriety. That's and, fine. Uh, experimental sobriety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is what 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 are the uh, what are the things you can do or that you do? Do you smoke weed? No, I. I CBD? I drink CBD. Yeah. CBD pop sockets. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do CBD pop sockets, <laughs> and I uh, drink actually a lot of raw cacao. What's that? Uh, oh wait. <laughs> like, like really? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I be I would love it so much. You're like, and I snort it. You like chop it up in here and like, do the line. And, like, <laughs> take okay. out a bag. <laughs> right. You you want to get cacaoed, man? Yeah. Yeah. I basically. Uh, all the money I was spending on drugs and alcohol, I transferred over to Whole Foods. <laughs> so I am actually in more debt than I was. That's fair. Yeah. I no, I, I, I just I, do I like natural, natural mood boosters. Because what I figured out is I love, uh, like I love high energy yeah. and I love mood altering things and I love... Like I love because perception altering. I hate myself and I hate my reality. <laughs> I just love being happy. Yeah. So actually, rock cacao will do that for you. Is that right? Yeah, because it boosts serotonin. Oh my gosh! If I could just do that, like I could get back in shape. Like I could get my life back in order. Like, I'm not. Let me tell me. you. Okay. <laughs> like I'm actually. <laughs> you know what I just realized, dude? How cold is this coffee? It's like lukewarm. Coffee I makes think... me sick in my stomach. Actually. Does it really? Why did you say yes when I asked you? What's <laughs> Uh, what do you think of this? What do you think of this mug? I think it's My pretty impressive that you got famous for that. Famous. <laughs> that you <laughs> got a lot of Instagram likes. I actually just one. found a picture. Um, I met Jay Leno when I was like seven. Are you Because I was look at this picture. That's amazing. Because I was in uh, Hermosa Beach, California yeah. for a summer Comedy with my and family. Yeah. yeah, and it was down the street from the Comedy and Magic Club. And my mom went out to take the trash because yeah. Jay Leno performs there every yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. And she t- went out to take the trash, and she was like, "I just saw Jay Leno in one of his cars." And I, first of all, didn't know who he was, but I knew he was famous. I sprinted out the door. And he was so noticeable because it was a car from 1906, <laughs> yeah. right? Like he's like, got these crazy cars. Yeah. yeah. She, she was like, "It was Jay Leno." Didn't know who he was, just knew he was famous and, and i'm addicted photo. to fame so i ran out the door <laughs> to find this man yeah. and they were like oh no he's inside you could wait waited for two hours and then got a picture with but him but this is the those are back in the that's interesting too because however old you were there it was still autograph time yeah like back in the day like if you met a famous person who Will you sign my shirt? Will you do this? Whatever. So you're lucky you guys were smart enough to get the picture because yep. that didn't used to be the thing. Like, that's so strange. And it you was probably, an old, yeah. old little... And you didn't even know if it was a good picture. No. No But readers. it turned out to be a very cute picture, It's a very actually. cute picture. Yeah. And so, he was very nice. He was like, yeah. stand up on the ledge. It'll make you taller. I've heard nothing but good things about that guy. And it was so funny because, like, everybody... Uh, I mean, it was fun to just trash him for whatever style he was doing, but... All you hear is great things about that guy. So yeah, I remember being nice, and now it feels uh, it feels very meant to be because like that was before I knew I wanted to do comedy. And now so you're I, gonna be more famous than him. Now I'm gonna be more famous than him on a talk show called We Are Alive. Thank you. <laughs> yes. But now I want to go back to the Comedy and Magic Club and go for full circle. Yeah, that's a place that's like <laughs> revered too, and they have like a really interesting crowd. Uh, I have a friend who performs there all the time, so he's told me like all oh, about it. Like you'll have like Paul Reiser bump you. Like oh wow, <laughs> isn't that great? Like he's like Paul Reiser go up and mess around. That's where. Um, Oh my gosh, Gary Shandling would perform there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they would do. um, My friend did like a parody of 
his parody TV show, and he had him as a guest on it. What like it was? Oh my gosh! Like it's a pretty crazy thing. But yeah, that's like one of those hallowed grounds. Did you like. see the doc, the Gary Shandling documentary? Yeah, life changing, right? Is that unreal? Oh, like, it, it, it gave me like a spiritual people, awakening, really. I think with that, if that doesn't show you that you're not doing enough every day. <laughs> I think you have something wrong with you. All that guy did was write, and, right. and he journaled, and that's why that he thing was, was pretty so neurotic. I mean, they were also Fair. like, <laughs> they were also, also like, it was hard to <laughs> couldn't be in a room with him. Yeah. He had basketball games where he would get real serious. Like, yeah, that's fair. That's, <laughs> that's want to reevaluate. It's always that. nice when, like, because with these, you know, people who like were just such high performers, it is always so reassuring to me to be like, oh, but they their personality was flawed. They did. They couldn't, they couldn't have couldn't, lunch with their mother. They like, had intimacy this, issues. This yeah, I'm problem. like, okay. <laughs> It's, there's it's, something it is too but i don't know it but it drives a certain type of person the whole end oh yeah right you yeah, have to be gonna, i was just texting my friend i was like i think because last night i wasn't feeling great about my second show and so i was like and i was sort of ruminating on which i don't usually do and i was like stand-up causes mental illness it perpetuates yeah. it probably right You're like no it's my therapy it's like no it's your mad yeah yeah you live in so okay so you don't have a ton of time so grew up in Chicago, mm. college, all that good stuff. Performed. You grew up um, choir and acting, right? I grew up uh, very in a very religious home. So I, see, I had prior knowledge of that. You have a weird connection to somebody here, and I thought that I was like, how crazy is that that you were performing with or on the same festival as her? She used to babysit you, Meredith. Oh yeah. Here. She told me, which that meant I mean, <clears throat> if she was around you, that meant you were super religious too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, yeah, she was actually, I sort of um, bounced around churches. Okay. And Church uh, jumper. Church jumper. <laughs> See, I grew up Catholic, so I just. I, I was Catholic. Yeah. I grew up Catholic, but I went to like a hippie Catholic church. Really? Yeah, where it, Yeah, yeah. So it's called the Family Mass Community Shout Out in, uh, in the suburbs of Chicago. And they were, it, it was started in the 60s. They wanted to like their kids to run around and scream. Right. And so they were like, okay, real St. Giles Church, we'd like to start our own church in the, but also can we use the gymnasium of your school? <laughs> So every week Whatever. they like they set up this like ch gym church, church which is Planet Fitness as well. And uh, yeah, but it's actually really beautiful and you like do calisthenics before you worship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> knocking out those jumping jacks, father. Yeah, but it uh, it was actually really beautiful because it was like more community focused. Yeah, so that's cool. I don't identify with Catholicism really anymore. They don't let women and you know they don't let women do the heavy lifting. Yeah, and um. <clears throat> But it was like, like you go in and everyone there knows you and it like, right. it's really beautiful. But then I went to a Lutheran church growing up and I mean, a Lutheran school growing up. And so I had, you know, the best of both worlds in terms sure. of repression of sexuality. And then my best friend <laughs> went to, to learn how they quit the Catholic church. Yeah, also. yeah. Yeah. And then my best friend went to first Presbyterian, which is where Meredith. Oh, wow. Yeah. What so then I got a little small bit of, world, uh, yeah. So yeah, weird. I truly didn't remember her because I have no memory because I got blackout drunk when I was a child, but <laughs> But if my it doesn't friend make remembered sense, her. A comic here babysat you or yeah. something? Okay, no, no, yeah. no. She was the like, like youth, youth minister oh, at my friend's that's church. That's wild. Crazy, which, crazy, crazy. Crazy that she remembered me because it was memorable. so long ago. Yeah, yeah. my name. That's what it, it's <laughs> that's my name. That's the only, <laughs> only thing. I'm going to go watch you at Helium tonight and be like, ugh! <laughs> go, quit booking off of unique names, guys. <laughs> Holy shit. 
Really? Like, okay, I get it. She's not That's a guy. That's a big stink. And has a weird name. No, not weird at all. It's a great name. Uh, I sometimes get on stage and they'll be like, Lucia Whalen, and someone will go, Lucia. <laughs> yeah, it's like a common theme. In the audience, yeah. Who, what's the person look like that usually does it? Um, a man. A man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I don't know. I don't get a good look at him. You don't get a good look. <laughs> I like, don't go. Hey, <laughs> who was that? <laughs> who repeated my name? Yeah. I want to. I want you to record that over the next year. Like how many times that happens? Where? Let's map this out. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> uh, okay. So big weekend for you at Helium. You're with a, a tenured comic. How are you going to treat this? Who's Do also tenured like... sober. That's he's 31 true. years sober yeah That's so, so i felt like a little too. baby because he was like first of all he's like comedy legend and then also sobriety legend because <laughs> he was like oh how long have you been sober i was like seven years he's like oh yeah i've been sober 31 years just, i was like just throw me in the trash can yeah. top five sober comics go uh uh just me say, number, say one. number one number one honestly uh nikki glazer that has to be like she talks about it a lot, which she I appreciate. does. She's very <laughs> Alonzo Bowden. Yeah, and Nikki being from here, like it's been fun, kind of watching her like grow and do all these things. So as her star rises, like I think it's pretty great that she opens herself up like that because yeah. she's dealt with a lot of personal issues, and I think that people that kind of go through those same things, you got to feel alienated. Oh like, yeah, right? and then to see somebody that's beautiful talented and a rising star herself like to talk about that that's huge yeah and she talks her new special is amazing because of that like she is one of those people who when her comedy you're like oh wow yeah that's true and i feel like seen it's really strange too we're this i think me and her are the same age and she has the same friends and stuff like that we did a like we hosted a big charity show it was like a thousand people there last year and i she had just done dancing with stars so when i brought her up like of course, she's like, all right, let's do like a little spin thing. And I totally just like, <laughs> sorry, Nikki Glazer. Uh, but no, but when you just talk to her and everything still, and she would probably be like, if she heard this, but it's literally like you're talking to somebody like super wise. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, Nikki's, Nikki's got it. She's very, out. she's so thoughtful. and mm -hmm. like, she's her a parents deep are great. thinker. I think that's the whole reason. Her parents, parents. are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes. I've got great parents, even though I've made it seem like I didn't. Uh, my parents are amazing. Did my dad was like. Um, are they over it now? Over they, what? They didn't listen to the roast. Any negative? <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. I'll send it to them. We've got yeah, it yeah, yeah. available. Yeah. So, good relationship with the parents still? Uh, yeah. I had some issues with my mom, as like all young women do. Sure. And my parents got divorced when I was very young. It was like a very toxic divorce and uh and so i sort of didn't like get to know my dad. I got very angry, connected to you know all the mm -hmm. substance use. But then like in the last few years, my dad and I have gotten so close, like best friends. You're only going to get closer too. I feel like it just gets bold, better as you get a little older. Yeah. Too. Like, Being you close... start seeing him as, as an adult or just like a person. Yeah. And not, Mommy, daddy. Like, yeah. It's all your fault. You're like, I don't know. Things are hard. And I'm like, oh, he's like the, he's like an amazingly smart, cool person, which is, he was the lead singer at our church. Uh, yeah, he's gonna, like a I celebrity. Waiting, I was like hoping for like a cool band <laughs> I might have heard like, at the Chicago Church of God. Actually, it's not like even a full church; it's in a gym. <laughs> but he's like he locally got to stand famous, really close to the volleyball net. It was yeah. awesome. No, that's really cool, and obviously that's passed down to yeah. you too. But because both my uh, parents are singers, so it really? was like required to be a musician in my family, and I think that got me used to performing. Which is do you do you still perform? I do. Music? Me and yeah, me and my sister have a little. A little band we're little performing band? on so far sounds on 
January 4th. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm actually a pretty good singer, not going to lie, not to brag. <laughs> going to have to check that out. That's awesome. Yeah. Wait, okay, so uh, who's your musical influence then, other than Mom and Dad? Uh, I grew up listening to a lot of Nora Jones, like... Really? Repeat. Yeah, actually, I my Jeez. voice is probably a little bit similar to hers. I love music because it's, uh, it's such like a not... I mean, there's pressure to perform, but it's like you can't bomb. Mm -hmm. So I love it because it's a nice balance to comedy where it feels like a lot of pressure a yeah. lot of the time. And with music, it's like, I know even if I mess up the song a little bit, people are still going to be a little bit, they're still going to feel good by the end. Right. And it's, there's almost like, it's almost like slower reaction to recover. Yeah. Where it's like somebody screws up a joke, the whole crowd just yeah. like, <laughs> looks up and like, oh gosh, that was rude. So wait, okay. So do you equally perform, do you perform music as much as you do stand up? I started, um, perf I always just played for fun. Like I play, I grew up playing violin. I play guitar and my sister and I mm -hmm. sing together. Um, and I started performing music cause there were certain variety shows in Chicago where I was like, Oh, I could play music. And so there are certain variety shows that'll like call me up if they need an extra That's incredible. Musician. Yeah. That's yeah, really fun a... too. Cause I mean like every, like <clears throat> people joke about like, oh, guitar comic or something like I don't know. It's nice to have other things in your arsenal and you don't have to do straight stand up like sketches and stuff. If you can sing and yeah. all that, like that. Really I, yeah. I don't it. do funny music. I, it's very sad. Yeah. It's uh, people will come and be like, what happened to you? <laughs> Tell them some <laughs> horrific joke and then they see yeah. you the next night. Performing. But it's nice to have like a full spectrum of emotions. I think so. <laughs> You're so aware. <laughs> Scary. Uh, okay, so you're coming up. You got less than three years of comedy on your belt. Um, so the next time you come around, or we'll say in the next five years, like what are you trying to do comedy wise? Like, oh, is this is this what you're trying to do? Are we putting it out there? Like, let's. You gotta. You have to. You're featuring after under three years. Like that's great. Like that's really really. And I'll be honest, people like it's a real quick thing. If I'm annoyed by people or whatever, like you're cool. Like oh, I love that. Right? Validation. That's what <laughs> I I'm needed at. that. No, it, Seriously, like it's it's something where you're just like, okay, cool person, working hard. Like, what do you want to do? It's important to be a good hang. That's what. Man, people, people don't, don't like a bore. Get that. Yeah. People don't get that. Even where it's just like, if you want to be part of something or whatever, just like, just work hard and be yourself and be personable. But yeah, don't suck. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I, I got the that lack from. Of have you watched Crashing? Yeah, for sure. Don't know how I feel about the show, but uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. I was like, I, it was, I was like, like I've interviewed everybody on the show, and I'm also like. And I know Greg Fitzsimmons, who's a writer on that, and like Beth Stelling wrote on it, and all these funny people wrote on it. And I was like, is Judd Apatow just super smart and knows exactly how to package yeah. something for it to last on HBO? Because I was a little underwhelmed. Yeah, and I was also like, cool, the mythology of Pete Holmes. I was like, wow, I love this. <laughs> but, Are you but, a big Pete Holmes fan because of your background? You know, I do like Pete Holmes, yeah. and I like his podcast a lot. Yeah. Along oh, with he's this super, podcast. super talented. And he talks about spirituality and religion a lot, yeah. which I do, I, I care a lot about. But uh, I liked, it, it gave you a good look at the comedy world, like a pretty accurate look. Yeah. At, and that's one thing I think TJ Miller said it on mm -hmm. In one episode, he's like, dude, you got to hang. It's all about yeah. the hang. What? So here's something that, before we go, we'll get real heavy. Yeah. Uh, I interviewed TJ Miller last year. Super great conversation, all that stuff. Where do you stand on like allegations and stuff like that with people? Because I ran into this. So I was, I happen, I haven't really even talked about this, but I just found it to be super interesting. Trying to back this up with more context and everything. First off, tell me what you think about his situation. Do you know much about his situation? I know he had some domestic there issues like, with his wife. Well, no, they're cool, but there was like an accusation of him like 
having sex. He's with like a wild drunk. But then there's that yeah. too. He like peed on the Laugh Factory Chicago stage and isn't allowed back, <laughs> which honestly is probably a better smell than what it usually smells like. Oh, is that? It the, smells like pure throat when you walk oh, in. That happens. Yeah, you're like, oh wow. That's your girl <laughs> Sarah Perry's home. Re- yeah, home removed place, uh, a layer of my skin. Actually, That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I interviewed sure them and like this. caught a little fe- caught a little flack for that. I'm like, uh, I I'm not against anybody. If you want to do that, like I talked to the guy and. It was interesting, but there was also like a thing with Jeremy Piven with our oh, show yeah. where I was out of town and then people got mad at it. But I was like, I don't know what to do sometimes. Like, listen, you can make a personal choice. Uh, I'm going to be supportive. I'm not cool with people doing illegal things right. to each other, obviously. But it's a weird mix of it's like really good that people get called out or that, that people feel safe and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like... It's really, it's a weird fine line to decide like what you're into and what you're not and what qualifies somebody to not be worthy of, you know, talking yeah. to them or, or boxing them out. Do you have any opinion on I that? I actually, I asked Alonzo about, oh my God, I turned something on. Oh. I just, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You just did the headphones, I just, it's just cool. But yeah. I can't hear myself, which is like, what's the point of a podcast if you can't hear yourself? Um, Get back. I, I asked Alonzo about this last night because I was curious what his uh opinion of cancel culture is and but what does that even mean that's, it's like a made-up yeah. thing and my thing is like i don't think first of all canceling is like uh a meta concept it's right. like what does that mean and i like don't some think people on twitter don't like you like really that's gonna stop you like, i think I people sh- uh should have the opportunity to reform and uh if you I, I, you can decide this is what alonzo said he's like you can decide not to go to someone's show. Like you don't have to go to Louis C.K.'s sure, show, sure. and uh, and that's sort of like how you cast your vote. And I agree with that. Yeah. I don't. Th- I don't know. It's so weird. It's like yeah. You don't want to end up on the wrong side of it. Is yeah. The thing. But at the same time, you think about stuff where you're just like, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways to judge things. And yeah. It's, I don't know. It's weird. I think people should uh, have the opportunity to like publicly reform basically. And like, we are always growing and making mistakes and it's, especially now that like everything is public, mm-hmm. it's so hard not to do something. Careful. That's the thing I would say too, is like yeah. careful on who you railroad because like the craziest things can change. Right. As like, yeah. I would say it's it's difficult now. I was just talking to a comic who was asked to open for a canceled comic, if that's what you want to call it. And uh, it is a weird thing where it's like, yeah, I st- but I still need to take these opportunities. That's the, the, That happened with the Piven thing. Somebody got asked to open, and it's just like somebody who wouldn't ever get booked at that club anyway was trying to lead the charge. Like, yeah. how dare you take that spot? It's like, you don't get offered those spots. It's money, yeah. and it's and an again, amazing spot. And I'm not picking on the person yeah. who, who did that. I just felt they were maybe like, eh. I yeah. think you're out of turn when you say that, but who knows? I don't know. I haven't fully formed an opinion. It's so easy yeah. to be like, I, you know, I don't think like we have such like a black and white thinking culture and I don't know if that's a good thing. I know it's cause all. it's, they're more racist than that. <laughs> We're ending on that. <laughs> Lucia Whalen. People can follow Lucia. Uh, I've tagged her on our Instagram. What's the best way to kind of keep up with you? Probably you Instagram. stay busy. I love the I dates. Know. See, yeah, I'm addicted That's why we're going to talk again, because I know you're going to be busy. I know. I want to come back. Yeah. I love the um, future goals. I've just, like, now sort of accepted that I do want to do comedy, which, uh, you know. That's a like, big thing. Yeah, more than just a hobby. I do yeah. want to, like, get paid and go on t- and tour. And don't let, too, like, uh, here's a piece of advice as, as a 35-year-old who's in a crazy, like, what the hell, how does this happen? Like, podcasting and all this yeah. stuff. I was doing sales and I was like 31 and I was like 
fuck selling this? I want to talk on the radio and sell my own shit. So when you're 25, you're like, oh, I have friends that have grad degrees and there's so-and-so is a lawyer and whatever yeah. else. Like, don't let any of that BS, like outside stuff, because you're like, before you're 30, you're going to have so much good stuff under your belt. Like you keep charging ahead. Like, do not let that stuff <sighs> slow down because accepting that you're a comic now, like that's, yeah. you're so far ahead, even though. It feels like coming out as gay. Like, it's like, oh my God. What I was like, I remember being 25 and like managing a, a microbrewery and like. Okay, doing bragging. Some, doing some, <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. I didn't get to the good part. I was like training, like thinking I was going to do like amateur MMA and stuff. And I remember just thinking like, what a fucking loser. Like, look at you. So-and-so has two kids. Well, guess what? So-and-so is divorced and wishes and jealous they would have done you. They're jealous cool of stuff. you. They're jealous of you. Yeah. It, it's crazy. So keep it up. Oh my God. Thank you. Oh this has God. been so much fun. I literally love it. <sighs> Me too. What a lovely I time. love this for you. <laughs> I love the life choice you chose. Bye, Lucia. Bye. <laughs>